My name is Jenny, and I'm a wife and mom raising two kids. But I used to live a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I said goodbye to TV and hello to motherhood, I suddenly discovered what we moms are up against. We live in a world that tells us to be rich and famous, thin and successful. You know, almost nobody says, oh, hey, you're a mom? That is fabulous. But you are fabulous, and I'm here to tell you why. It's Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yes. I pray to God we are here for you. I I do not want to uh, have zero impact on your well-being. And look... If you've somebody, you're somebody who's listened to us for a long time, you know my passion to bless moms and families. You know that my intro is real to say, look, I bought into everything that uh, the, our culture tells us is important, that I needed to be all that in a bag of chips and, and look just a certain way and make a certain salary and be in the public eye and be in the spotlight um, and look like a hottie and all those things. And then when I became a mom, I, I was so devastated by the fact that people valued me way more for my TV stuff than they ever did for the fact that I was raising the next generation. So please know, I, I pray that you tuned in for a reason today. Whether you're somebody who, who follows Jesus or not, we do refer to Jesus quite a bit on this show, but but my calling and my heart is to love every single mom in the world if I can and to help her to raise her children well and to know that she's important in the mothering duties. Even though our world would tell you, eh, yeah, I'd, I'd much rather hear about your six-figure salary or how you lost you know 50 pounds last year or whatever it is. I want you to know as you're driving in your car, as you're listening on your computer or you're streaming via phone, that, that you are important to me, uh, to our world, and to the creator of the universe for what you are doing as a mother. So, so I'm honored that you tuned in today. I am back from a little vacation. Um, Georgia Grace, what, is, what am I supposed to say? What, what is the saying that you came up with for me? George G- Grace in the place. Yes, that would be my 11-year-old in the house with me again because it's still summer and she videotapes <laughs> the show for me. Did we have a fabulous vacation? Yes. Yes, we're very pampered. And our upcoming guest makes me realize how pampered we are. Hold the phone. This interview today and Wednesday, I am hoping, not because of me, but because of our guest, is going to rock your world. And what I was about to say was we went to Playa del Carmen in Mexico to celebrate my husband's and my 25th wedding anniversary, took our kids, a little bit crazy, but a nice thing for the children. Um, but when we got back and I started to read Jen's book and hear about her perspective, I <laughs> felt like a silly pampered American for having gone to uh, Mexico. Now, Jen's probably going to correct me on that, but but she's a fabulously popular blogger. She is well-known. She's about to have a TV special, but her approach to life and the way in which it's changed in the last, let's see, six years will rock your world, I believe, and in, in all the right ways. As a mommy, as a citizen, as a wife, as a single mom, as a, as a participant in your community. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. Her book has, has made me angry, has made me uh, yell and cry out and, and pray and figure out where I should land on what she's trying to tell me. She says some very counterculture things. But listen, mommies, I, I believe she's here for you today. If you want a life-changing moment. I think most moms at one point or another in their mothering walk say, really, this is what I get up to do every day? 
It's really just about bananas on the floor and poopy diapers and carting my children around and dealing with my teenager. I mean, really? That, that. Or if you're going to a job that's a nine to five or that's driving you cuckoo, again, really? Is this all there is? Is this all I'm on the planet for? Whatever it is, family struggles, uh, financial struggles, mental struggles, spiritual struggles, whatever it is, we all come to that place where you think, Ugh, it feels empty. It feels like I'm not doing enough. It feels like I'm not enough. It feels like I don't get it. It feels like I have no hope or I'm always afraid or whatever it is. If you're having those moments, if you're in one of those moments, know that today and Wednesday can be a life-changing moment in your life. And I do not say that lightly. I believe that Jen will be a blessing to you. Uh, she has literally changed my perspective on life and on my faith walk. And Jen has a real heart for people who have nothing to do with Jesus. And, and my, my show's mission all along has been to say, look, yes, I happen to be somebody who follows Jesus, started following him when I became a mommy, haven't followed him my whole life, uh, happen to be from a family from, you know, 98% of them do not follow Jesus, do not believe in him. So I, I, I have a huge heart for folks who aren't there and who just say, I just want to live a good life. I, you know, or I'm having a terrible life, but I still don't follow God. I just want to love you and bless you. And I want Jen to do the same. So that is my very long introduction. Please remember to come to channelmom.com. You can watch these interviews and all of our past interviews with a lot of folks that you would know and who could really help your family life. So we'd love it if you'd visit us there and you can also follow us uh, via iTunes on podcast. All right. Uh, before I get to Jen, I want to, and this is all about Jen. I love introductory songs. So I'm going to play a little song that's very secular. And I want to see what Jen thinks. But it uh, says a lot about where Jen is coming from and what she's going to help you to do today and on Wednesday to change your life and to give you a new perspective to be able to change the world. Sincerely. Go ahead, Jorge. Please play that song. Some nights I stay up cashing in my bad luck. Some nights I call it a draw. Some nights I wish that my lips could build a castle Some nights I wish they'd just fall off But I still wake up, I still see our ghosts Oh Lord, I'm still not sure what I stand for Yeah. What do I stand for? What do you stand for? What does any of us stand for? And if it's for nothing, we probably should stand up and figure out what it's for. So with no further ado, I do want to welcome Jen Hatmaker. She's a best-selling author, speaker, and blogger, has a huge following. Uh, she had a wildly successful book called Seven, an experimental mutiny against excess. She has re-released her book, Interrupted, which is the story that brought her to a place of realizing she had to get rid of the excess in her life and start helping people. If she was really going to say that she was somebody that believed in the Bible and followed God, she had to start helping people. So uh, she also, this is very interesting, uh, there's a little clip that we're going to play coming next segment, had a little bit of a fit on her new HGTV special, which makes it all the more interesting. Uh, she is going through one of those fabulous home makeovers, which I think most moms love to watch because there are many moms that would say, yeah, why don't you come and make over my house? But Jen has a story behind this and a reason that she flipped out a little bit on camera about the color green. So with no, and by the way, she's going to tell you when that special is coming up so you can watch it and enjoy it and see the makeover of her home. Jen Hatmaker, a blessing and a pleasure to have you. Welcome to Channel Mom. <laughs> Jenny, you're so cute. 
Thank you for having me. How fun is this? Yes. We're going to have a really cool conversation. And, I, and, and my prayer has been for the last couple of days that, that really it's going to hit people where they live and you're going to change some lives today. So, oh man, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, well, I'm I'm putting it on you, girl. So, so let people know. Um, I just want to admit that that when I picked up your book and began to read it, it, yeah. it did rock my world. And I got mad at you, and sure. I thought, okay, what, is she trying to guilt me? Is she trying to say I should give it all up? Should I quit my radio show and just go save the children in Africa? What mm-hmm. What is she saying to me? And mm-hmm. um, I'm going to let you unfold uh, some of the very heavy, big, life changing statements that you mm-hmm. want to make for people. I can't wait for you to tell people what you're about. Mm-hmm. Why the book? Well, what I want to say first is that I hope none of your readers even have an inkling that I come to you with Interrupted with all the answers because it is so not that book. Right, so if you're right. looking for a book with all the answers, you need to skip this one. Um, this was really just a messy, clunky, untidy story of us asking these same hard questions that you brought up. And, and I like how you said earlier that there, there sometimes can exist almost a numbness, um, be it like just in motherhood where you just think, oh, this is my day, this is my life, this is what I went to college for, um, or it could just be your nine to five. Um, and for us, it was all of those things, including our Christian life, which uh, you need to know that at the time of Interrupted, we were in full-time ministry. So we weren't even messing around, man. Like Brandon's full-time on staff at his church. I'm a Christian author and I'm traveling the world and I'm talking about God all the time. I mean, like we're immersed, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're like bleeding out Christianity. And so right there, I mean, in the middle of that full Christian subculture, in the middle of it, I kept looking around going, I am numb. Like, is this it? Is this really it? I am. Just, I feel dead inside. I feel bored. I feel like I'm just. I feel like I'm checking boxes. I. I had these. I had all this tension, and at the time, I did not have language for it. That's one of my hopes for interrupted. Is that for any of your readers who are struggling through any sort of tension like that? Mm-hmm. I hope that I can put some language in front of you um, as paver stones out of it a little bit into some clarity. But um, I just kind of felt like everything about my life is super safe. <laughs> like yeah. super predictable, yeah. Um, super comfortable. Like wait, wait, wait. Um, and and the brand of Christianity that I was peddling. Hello, I'm not pointing fingers. I was peddling it. Um, it was the way I was choosing to interpret scripture and then go, turn around and teach it. God help me. Um, just it just felt so self indulgent. It felt self serving. Um, it just did not feel like Jesus, I, for lack of a better term. And I did not know what to do because understand, you know, normally if that's your if that's kind of where you're stuck, you think, well, I'll just do more Christian work, right? Or like, I'll just do a better job at what I'm already doing, or just sort of those those ideas that we have about just manning up and, and just gearing up to something. But I didn't know what else to do. Well, we didn't have any more time to give. We were working, I don't even know, 60 hours a week toward, you know, Christian things. Um, there was no more space. There was no more margin. So I thought, gosh, if me, with all my Christian privileges and all my advantages and all this community, if I am feeling disconnected from God and confused by the gospel, then I have no idea what to do. I don't know what to do. And so thus began this prayer. And I said this prayer, I said it, I I didn't really mean it. But what I said was, and it was just one line, because I didn't know what else to say. Um, I said, God, I don't know what else to do. So I am just going to need you 
to raise up in me a holy passion. Yes. And, um, and before we go to the break, yep. I want to tell people you're going to give people the answer to what he did, which blew yep. the doors off for both you and your husband. But I'm going to read a little excerpt from your book so folks can know where you really sat. And frankly, this is kind of where I sat. And it's kind of where I sat till just three days ago when I started reading your book. It's very easy to get into that little, like, I'm in my little conservative. We all yep. are nice to each other. We do Bible studies. Um, totally. I vote for this party. I, yep. I roll with these people. And I judge those who don't. Little totally. place. And so you said, I used to reside exclusively in Christian subculture. I read James Dobson to learn how to parent. Studied Dave Ramsey to learn how to budget. Sang Third Day for inspiration. Went to Women of Faith conference for encouragement, consulted the Christian Coalition voting guides to see how to vote, and read Tim LaHaye for my fiction fix. Oh my goodness, girl. Uh, I mean, how many Christians are there and then not doing anything that feels like Jesus, as you said? So when we come back, my dear, you're going to tell people about your show and you're going to tell people the answer to your prayer that, that God would raise up you in a holy passion. Is that correct? Is that what you said? That's it. All right, girl. We'll be right back with Channel Mom. Stay tuned for the fabulous Jen Hatmaker. I've been a walking heartache, I've made a mess with me, the person that I've been lately ain't who I want to be. These days, couples will work for just about anything, from communication Hello? to companionship, from fun Whee! to love, from passion <laughs> and purpose to good old intimacy. <sighs> What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit marydashwell.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. Hi, this is Jenny, and I want to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Walters. She's a mom to three kids, so she understands that when you buy a home, you want a place where your family can build beautiful memories. As a real estate broker, Michelle can help you find the place you love coming home to, the right home at the best price. Whether you want to buy or sell, start your home search with Michelle Walters at SuburbanDenverProperties.com. You can also find Michelle's weekly blog, The Thinking Mom, on ChannelMom.com. Amen. Remind me who I am. Jen Hatmaker has interrupted my life to remind me who I am and uh, made me angry in the process, but I'm okay now. Uh, I've gotten farther into the book and Jen's here to help me and help you. She's going to interrupt your life and uh, help you to rethink your life, whether you're somebody who was a Christian like she is or is not. She still has a challenge for you that will make your life better. I swear to you. She would tell you that as she's She's taken away the things that America would say are fabulous to have. Things have actually gotten better for her. So welcome back to Channel Mom, Jen. Thank you. Glad to have you. And you're right. Yes, you don't have all the answers. Neither do I. I probably didn't get everything in your book the way that I, I should have. It probably didn't necessarily take me to the places that God may have wanted me to. But but I'm there and I'm listening and, I, and I'm sure. waiting for God to see uh, or to help me through this. Uh, um, before we go to your HGTV special, because I want folks to hear a little clip from it, and, and it has everything to do with his book, because your life did get interrupted and it's why you're in this 100-year-old house in Austin. Yeah. Um T tell folks after you prayed that prayer what happened. And, and I also want you to touch on this, Jen. We've got only about 11 minutes in this segment, but we're going to do more on Wednesday as well. So you're going to stay with us so we can do the Wednesday show as well. But right. um, 
here's here, my guess is you know about 75% of my audience happens to be Christian and, yeah. and probably most of them fit the stereotype like I did of, yeah. of Christian evangelicals that, that consider themselves fairly conservative um, sure. that, that stand up for what they would call all the right issues and, and really are opposed to other things and, and when you started to say all this stuff to me I'm like okay hold on because I come from a very liberal intellectual family. So I come from a defensive position. So I thought, hold yeah. on, is she about to tell me that I need to become uber liberal and throw everything away that's at all material and never watch television again and give all my money away? What, what is she on about? So tell me what holy passion God raised up into you um, and how you want others to hear what has begun to unfold in your life. Right. Clearly not. <laughs> Clearly that's not my agenda. Uh-huh. Um, and, and to be to be sure, a couple of things. So for your listeners who kind of fit in that category, there's nothing wrong with that category. Okay. Um, I, I was in that category, too. And there, there's a place and a space um, for those convictions and all that input, for crying out loud. Sure. So Interrupted is not the story of how the ha- Hatmaker family finally got awesome and moved away from everything they ever knew. That's not what, you're, that's not what we're dealing with here. Okay. What we're dealing with here primarily is a family, mine, who was so insulated in Christian subculture, so completely wrapped up in our bubble with our people and our groupthink and our ideas, that we have literally turned a blind eye um, broadly to the whole rest of the world, mm-hmm. um, and then closer in to our neighbor, um, to the people that are in our community, to are lonely and lost and broken and are looking for hope and meaning in their life. I didn't have room for any of those people because I was way too busy serving saved people and blessing blessed people. Yeah, and that's so what God I said to you. God, yeah, that's what he I, said to you. That's big. That's huge. I want you to tell people what he said to you. He said, all right. He said, I want to tell you something that you've done, Jen, that has kept you really like safely distant from my actual gospel. Um, you, as a Bible teacher, hello, irony. Mm-hmm. Um, have gone through all of Scripture, um, and I have been very, very clear, like, over 2,000 times. I mean, really, like, what is God obsessed? Over 2,000 times, and I have talked about justice, and I have talked about the poor, and I have talked about the lost, um, and I have talked about a posture of love and, and human reconciliation. And what you have done as a Bible teacher is go through and make a metaphor out of all of it. So in other words, I would read a Scripture on um, Feed the Hungry. And I would say, I do see the hungry. I see them spiritually, right? Mm-hmm. I see them God's word. Um, or I would read something about, let's just say, the fatherless, who care for the orphan. And I would say, oh, I definitely care for the orphan. I care for the spiritually orphaned. Oh. I introduce them to their heavenly father. And so with just a semantic twist, I was able to get out of over 2,000 verses that instructed me to have a heart toward justice like God. Um, and so not only was I... Did, did I get out of the mandates, but I found myself obedient to them, because that is a complicated skill set, but I managed it. Um, and so when God finally said to me, hey, I love you, knock, knock, little precious one, those are not metaphors. Like most of the time, in my word, when I told you to feed people, I meant with food, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When, I, mm-hmm. when I talk about the orphan, I meant like an orphan who doesn't have parents. That's what I meant. Um, that was literal instruction that you have semantically fun and gotten out of. And so it was so monumentally destructive to my heart. I cannot even tell you. It was full spiritual upheaval for us. I mean, we did not even know what to do with this. So for about an entire semester, Brandon and I laid face down on the ground and just thrashed around. 
That's about all we were good for. We could not figure out which way was up. We could not figure out what the next step was. We did not know what the next right thing was. Every, all of our buckets were turned over. And so thus began this process of reorienting us um, in scripture in the gospel, and really in the kingdom. Uh, but what I want your, your people to hear is that there's not a formula to this. Interrupt is no formula. I'm not going to tell you anything you might think. This isn't sell your house and move to the Congo. This isn't quit your job and start a nonprofit. That's not what this is. God doesn't operate like that. Um, this is really more a matter of what did God call us to do, and are we doing it? It's really that simple. Um, are we doing it where we live and how we live? Are we doing it with our gifts and through our gifts? Are we doing it in our workplaces and in our families as moms? I mean, it's really just that ordinary. So it ended up looking a certain way for Brandon and I. It, it was a lot of deconstructing and a lot of reconstructing for us, just sure. reimagining and relearning, rethinking and restructuring. We we moved. We started a new church. We changed our budget. We A lot of things changed for us. Um, you adopted two children. Uh, hello. When I wrote Interrupted, I had three children. Now that Interrupted has taken root and actually born fruit in our lives, I have five. Our youngest right. two were adopted from Ethiopia. When I wrote Interrupted, I had never left the country. And now I've literally kind of been all over the world on behalf of justice, on behalf of women, on behalf of um, disempowered people everywhere and the good organizations who are serving them. So Interrupted has literally literally fundamentally changed the way that we operate. Um, and when I say interrupted, I just mean God. That's all I mean. I mean, God has changed the way that we um, obey Him. He's changed the way that we understand Him. It's changed our ministry. It's kind of changed everything. Um, and so what I hope to put into everyone's hands is just this. This book is for anybody who is um, maybe frustrated with what feels like a real safe, predictable faith. Maybe you're tired of just what feels like a self-serving, self-indulgent Christianity that you actually feel complicit in. Hello, you can bring all your hypocrisy to this book. Right. I wrote it with plenty, and I still am immersed in it, so please. Um, anyone who struggles with the Church or the, the expression of the Church in our culture, or anyone who just hurts for the world and hurts for the poor and hurts for our neighbors but doesn't quite know what to do or where to start. This is just a starting place. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I, and I want to, I could literally have you on for like five days uh, because, there, <laughs> because there's so much to cover for, for hurting people who want to figure out how to help hurting people. Yeah. Um, and and you, it is, again, you ask a lot of questions and you give out a lot of information, but you don't say these are the 10 things you got to do. I, because yeah. we only have about three or four minutes left in the show, I want to play a little clip from your new special. And I want to yeah. I want you to tell folks why you were motivated to do this special, because a, a homemaker home makeover can seem counterintuitive in the yeah. midst of what you're telling me. So go ahead, yeah. Jorge, please play that clip. Our crew's been painting Remy's bedroom. She doesn't like anything super girly. Her favorite color is green. The original plan was to use Remy's favorite dark green on the walls and add in a bright green stripe. Our designer convinced me to reverse that, using bright green as the main color on the wall. But to me, it looks fluorescent. I had something different in mind. Is there a problem? I hate that green in her room. I hate it. Didn't you choose it? Between the architect and the designer and then the opinionated homeowners, it's a lot of chefs in the kitchen sometimes. Why can't we get paint right? Why? They can I run into just, it? Just... Huh? <sighs> we can change it. We don't have time to change it. All these guys have logged a whole day of work on it. 
we don't have another day to give. If I don't like it, I don't like it. And I get to have that opinion and it's my house. So that's just how I feel today. I'm just irritated. I'm embarrassed that paint has caused me to have a conniption fit. I am told paint does this to people. Yeah. And thank that you for yeah, thank you for admitting that you this is the promo. So yeah. I didn't choose the worst part of the show, but you admit that you had a fit over paint. That oh, made brother. me re realize that you were just as real as anybody, and that you have your own issues with trying to be just like the rest of the world and to look pretty and to make things look pretty. Um, no, so going through this walk hasn't made you this holier than thou, Mother Teresa. Um, oh, no. Quickly tell folks because we literally only have about a minute and a half left, okay. Jen. Um, the, how do they find the show? I know it's airing yeah. on HGTV on yeah. Thursday at 10 p.m. Central, I believe. Go ahead and That's tell right. folks how to find it and how to find you. Yes. Um, yes, they came to us and said, can we develop a show with your family? Um, a couple of the HGTV execs were longtime readers. And the, we went through a long process of vetting that, obviously. But for a couple of reasons, we felt good and we had good counselors who love us. Um, and, and moved this forward into that decision. One of it was such an extraordinary gift. I mean, they essentially came to us and said, can we do this for you? I make, mean, really. Make, yeah, make over this new home that you bought I mean, to change your really. life. Yeah. Just absolutely. And, and just an insane gift. Just a crazy, over-the-top, once-in-a-lifetime gift. And then the second thing was that we just felt, through a lot of prayer and conversation, that this chance, this is such a rare special opportunity to put a family who loves God and who loves each other on a national platform. It's just rare. Yeah. It's amen. rare in a healthy way. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to urge people to tune in. And as I said, we got to go and we're, you're going to be back go. with us on uh, Wednesday show, but urge people to tune in HGTV 10 PM central Thursday, August 7th. And they find you at jenhatmaker.com. Is that true, That's Jen? It. That's it. God bless you, girl. You're a huge blessing. We're going to have you back on Wednesday so folks can find out more about these life-changing experiences that God has led you to. We'll be right back with Channel Mom. These days, couples will work for just about anything, from communication Hello. to companionship, from fun Whee! to love, from passion <laughs> and purpose to good old intimacy. <sighs> What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit marydashwell.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. If you are a mom who wants your kids to grow up and love going to the dentist, then I have to tell you about Pediatric Dental Group of Colorado. As a one-time patient myself and now the mother of patients, I know firsthand they understand the unique needs of children, especially when it comes to the subject of dentistry. Dr. Strange and Dr. Cathers not only care about making the dental visit fun and rewarding, they also strive to help children learn to be good dental patients. They do this by coaching the child and the parent, encouraging good oral health care, and providing high-quality dental treatment. This is accomplished in a fun and child-friendly atmosphere. All of the pediatric dentists and orthodontists have two years of additional training beyond dental school. They are board certified and specialize in the dental care of infants, children, and young adults. The dental team is uniquely qualified to take care of your child during their dental visit. The Pediatric Dental Group is proud to have locations in Arvada, Wheat Ridge, Lakewood, Lafayette, and Evergreen. You have to find out more, and you can do so at pediatricdentalgroupco.com. 
Tune in on Wednesday when we have a story of Jen Hatmaker's husband giving away money he did not want to give away, but what happened afterwards. If nobody has thanked you today, Mom, I am here to thank you for all that you do that you think nobody sees to raise your children well. God sees. God bless you. Have a great afternoon. Thanks for listening to Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Find podcasts, clips, blogs, and contact information at channelmom.com.